Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 43 of Pleb Chain Radio. Today is Friday, January the 12th, 2 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States. At the time of recording, we have a great show ahead of you today. Thunder joins us to talk about all things Bitcoin talent acquisition and how in this new bull cycle, we're all going to get girl, I mean, Bitcoin jobs. Before that, we have Marseille from the Nostra Report joining us to talk us through the lightning round, a weekly recap of news and events, all Bitcoin and Nostra. And before that, to start with KW, we have our sermon today, which is, we are all Bitcoin recruiters. And I will say, you know, especially for plebs who have crossed the chasm and become true believers in Bitcoin, they act as a recruitment funnel into the culture. They try and orange pill their friends and family and make the jobs of folks like Thunder a lot easier by giving them a broad candidate base. Uh, I will say one other thing, QW, about uh, you know plebs and Bitcoin jobs, which is it is it's not uncommon, and I, I've certainly fallen victim to, to this in the past. That uh, as a plug, when you have a fiat job, it's it's very easy to fall into a sense of existential angst about, well, I'm I'm a Bitcoin. I I believe in this sort of grander vision for humanity, and here I am in the fiat mines. What can I do? I have to do something in Bitcoin. And to that, I'll say that. Plebs play an incredibly, especially plebs with fiat jobs, play an incredibly valuable role because someone's got got to mine that fiat from the outside and bring it into Bitcoin, right? And and all of us, through our side hustle of uh, of meme dealing, uh, add to the culture. What do you say? Yeah, and I mean, basically... Uh... Bitcoin recruitment uh, is an onion. There's there's many layers to it. Whether uh, you're recruiting on your at your day job, maybe maybe you're maybe you're trying to kind of leverage your your own company to uh, uh, start looking at Bitcoin. Maybe put it on the balance sheet. Um, maybe you're recruiting people into your local uh, Bitcoin scene, your local meetup. Your your for me, it's a Bitcoin AZ network. Uh, maybe you're looking to do it a, a different way. Sell the purple. Uh, they'll buy the orange. Where uh, you know I'm really a strong proponent in trying to build this Nostra PHX, um, where we can start uh, kind of funneling people uh, into the interest of it, um, finding out the the holy grail that is Bitcoin. Um, and you know, ultimately, uh, that does rise all boats, right? I mean, that that is something where now thunder has a, a, a larger crop to choose from. And, 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 it, and it really, you know, when you have that much competition, 
the quality starts to rise to the top. Um, and that that makes it a better as a whole for the community uh, in Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin uh, uh, advertisers, Bitcoin anything. Um, you know, we're all doing the Lord's work in a way um, with those different layers of recruitment, right? Yeah, indeed, QW. And, uh, and this is, you know, and this is a point that I can't stress enough, which is culture, Bitcoin culture is additive because we are an open protocol, we're on an open protocol, a rising tide does li lift all boats because one person's success means that they are incrementally adding value to the to this open network, which in turn, lifts up other folks, right? It, it increases uh, other uh, other plebs value. So culture is additive. And I think we all have our part to play, whether we're fiat mining, whether we're community building, whatever it is in creating a positive impact on the culture. It's interesting, Avi, because I, I think about our shows and the way we kind of uh, approach um, this from a cultural standpoint. We, I don't think we, when when you recruit, let's say you recruit uh, someone locally to to start basically selling them the idea of Bitcoin. I, I the last thing you're talking about is price, right? But it's the first question they ask. Yeah, well, you know, you know the, how the meme goes, right? You come for the NGU, and you stay for the revolution. That's it. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, we all have our different ways of approaching it um, globally. Uh, we all have different reasons. Um, but I, I really think the uh, the rockets are a sideshow um, once you actually dive in um, like we did and expand our consciousness like we, we talked about last show. For sure. So with that said, QW, I think it's time, unless you have something else to add, for the lightning round with the Nostra Report. Let's bring her on. Let's bring Marseille. Hello, guys. It's time for the lightning round. Um, first of all, I have to say that this week has been a bit intense, if we were to say the least. I think everybody was expecting to be millionaires by the end of the week, <laughs> according to some ETF fans. But let's start with that. So in the let's world, let's stop for a second though. That I mean, if you it, the, it's amazing to look at the difference between the Dead Bird app, um, the FOMO uh, frothing hyenas versus the Noster side of things. You know, if, if you would have went over there and uh, let's say leveraged a hundred times on on the energy that was on that uh, Dead Bird app, uh, where would you be today? Um, and it's just so funny to me that uh, you can see that contrast playing out this week. It's crazy. I, I, everybody on like X or the bird app um, was like crazy. It, like there was this, this person like that was super excited and kept putting like ETF listings are on, are on, are on. And then the leak, that was another thing. I think we should dedicate a second for that. So on Tuesday, we wake up to the news that the ETF has been approved and there is the SEC uh sent out a tweet saying that it had been approved and it was ready for everything and then gary goes off on another tweet saying that they had been hacked and th this is this tells me too many things first of all how is it that the sec isn't like security something that is in their name um gets hacked <laughs> their twitter account which is something that's very simple to protect second of all 
um, if the SEC had keys instead of a login and a password, then it would be more secure and maybe wouldn't be able to be so hackable like it's be like like it happened. Um, and then like X's answer was just like, hey, they just didn't do their due diligence. We have nothing to do with this. Sorry. And then it's like, yeah, we were hacked. Boo. And there was like a small pump and then a dump. Like they just played with everything right there. And that shows to me that like I talk a lot when I when I go to conferences, I talk a lot about the fact that yes, institutional adoption is needed. Um, and yes, not everyone is will be able to to hold their own keys because there's some people that just simply don't have the the abilities, the knowledge, the the ways to learn or even the resources to learn things. So I do agree with all of that, but how is this going to be something safer if the people that are supposed to be taking care of things for others that are don't have the abilities to be self-sovereign can't even be responsible for their own stuff so yeah guys uh show here for real and then the next day i got approved and then today we're not millionaires so i think there is a lot of hype around something that honestly doesn't change anything for us at the moment um so we just keep stacking and following until things move on so that's the biggest news apparently for everybody like etf and then i think this also brings other topics into into um into play for example even though they approve the etf there's a big campaign saying how bitcoin is being used for for money laundering and criminal activity that's like i think it's stronger now than ever but what caused my attention is that the Bitcoin mining um, harm in the environment one is not as strong yet. So I wonder when they're going to take out that card. Um, it is, it's not the one that they're using this week, maybe next week. Okay. It, it looks so, to me like they're they're setting up the stage for uh, that Warren bill where it's like anti-money laundering and terrorism uh, bill. And they're trying to kind of leverage that uh, with, the, with the rhetoric at this point. Um, but... You know, I. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, it's all very like back and forth because why would you approve an ETF of something that is so bad and used by criminals? But then, yet you're like, you know what? It's bad and used by criminals that we can still profit out of it. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But it, it, it was interesting sense. that Gensler repeated the same thing uh, in the last 24 hours that uh, Warren's been. But she's sent. He's to me. She. He's essentially the lapdog of Warren. Uh, Oh, that was a hostage video, if I ever saw one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever saw one, that's mean. But yeah, anyhow, let's go back to a nicer place called Monster, where there's many things happening. There we go. Yes. So, cool thing. This week, uh, someone sent 26.9 BTC to Satoshi's Genesis Block Wallet. I don't know why. Um, could that person next time just send it to my wallet? We'll... I'll share some dividends with everybody. I promise. Um, Marcy, I heard a I heard an interesting theory about that one, and just, I did too. I I, I will say tell it's, me, it's still me, just a theory. We, uh, so it could have been Calvin Ayer, uh sending who's who he's basically fed up with. Uh, so this is how the theory goes: Calvin Ayer is fed up with Craig Wright, and he owes him some money for legal bills, and which is around eight between eight and nine hundred uh thousand dollars which is what he sent to satoshi to the genesis block address right <laughs> saying hey Cal, uh craig wright if you are satoshi i sent you the the funds go get them 
That's great. I, I also heard uh, with that new tax law that went into place, uh, if you receive um, if you receive anything over, let's say ten thousand uh, dollars, you you you're legally obligated to report who sent it to you. Uh, so it was kind of putting the 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 ball in. Uh, so to, it was incriminating Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really cool. that was that's that i love that okay yeah well i i will live with that theory that works for me okay so back to noster and cooler things um okay let's see there's there's um pfdaf released this week um the list of of, of where the funds from from the donation that he received from jack uh went during the year and i just want to say thank you because some of that went to the Noster report and it helped us a lot in order to keep building and developing we're working on some changes and we want to keep growing and you will hear more from us in the upcoming weeks but yes we are really trying to make sure that we are giving the best type of content out there and with that introduction i want to thank everyone that voted for my blog that won the Noster that build contest because literally it was about that. I want to see more of the content that I like on Noster. I hate all this fighting and people begging. I just feel like we are here to create a better world. And if the only way for me to contribute is to create content that is nicer, I will do that. So thank you for voting and thank you for participating on that 30 day no price challenge. You're not going to win anything, um, probably not even engagement but it's just fun to be able to put things out there that are pretty and make you happy and smile so if you got content to share that makes you smile please share it use the hashtags that i've been using one is like hashtag 30 days through my lens and uh hashtag 30 days of proof of work because basically that's what i want i just want to see things that make people smile and make the world a better place that means that we're all working it, it, maybe it's not something that makes you smile because it's bubbly but it's nice because it means that you're working and creating to do a better place and that's what Nasser should be about in my opinion not fighting one another for whatever reason we come up with uh, and with building i want to share that my dear nifty nay is share her new base 58 class on covenant um that's coming up in may um she's going to have it three days in um i think in texas in austin from may 16 to the 18 and i recommend this for all devs it's a really good class nifty is amazing i went to a btc plus plus conference in mexico city last no the year before last and she's having another one in argentina and one in uh, in austin texas this year and i think that if you have the chance to go and check out and learn from uh from her classes you should totally do it because nifty is like one super brilliant human being and she's super cool so i wanted to share on that as well um then the other thing well there's a lot of like tiny upgrades that are going on noster that are um pretty cool but i think one of the coolest things that i read is that now uh amethyst um like secret messages are compatible with coracle and I really like that, like, is, is clients that are clearly competitors, one with the other, are working together. So that's, uh, that's show exactly, that shows exactly how Master is supposed to work. And uh, you, you can still pick whichever you want, but they're working together. Um, and then most of it this week, I think, is literally people showing how they create. So let's shout out to our dear friend, 
QB. <laughs> QWB has been working on Nostar Phoenix and he shared that he has his first artist for the for the upcoming um, meetup that they're having in February. Her name is Sarah Jade. And she has a profile on Waf of on Waf Lake, what Wave Lake? <laughs> Wave Lake, yep, like surfing. Wave Lake. Okay, so Wave Lake, and um, she's actually not bad. So you guys should check it out. It's cool. And yeah, Monster is actually just growing steady. There's conferences going on, things being announced. Adopting Bitcoin Cape Town is coming up. So, guys, let's focus on doing what we already do all the time because whatever people in the clown world are doing is not going to help us or not help us. We still have to keep doing the work. And that's my line in call. Thank you, Marseille, for a comprehensive lightning round yet again. And, folks, it's my pleasure to welcome Thunder to Plapchain Radio. Welcome, Thunder. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So, Thunder, we got to start with a burning question, which is, which house is your favorite in Game of Thrones? Oh, House of Stark. Come on, that was an easy one. <laughs> which QW? one is yours? Well, uh, we'll, we'll see what QW has to say. First. I'm all about uh, I'm all about uh, the queen dragon. Yeah, so that's that's how I roll. I'd, I'd go with the same. So I but, guess you'd say Targaryen. I'm sorry, my queen is in the north. <laughs> What's the house of the people that have all the money and like they just loan all the money to everybody? The Lannisters. Lannisters, yeah. <laughs> they Lannisters. always pay their debts. Yeah. No, but those are the ones that owe money. What are the ones that like th that the lady? There was like this lady who was like, oh, right? um, the Thorn Lady. Oh my God, T T. What was her last name? I don't know. But that was a cool house, but <laughs> the North is definitely. Avi's a big King Joffrey fan. <laughs> <laughs> so Thunder. Another another important question: What's behind the name? I mean, that is your real name. I get it, but how how did it come about? I promised you a fun story, but now when I think about it, is not so fun. Um, so my kid was only four months old when I decided to, you know, change job, and you know, I was ready for a life change. You, it's not like getting a kid is is was not enough life-changing i just need you know to change my job as well and a friend of mine bought me a t-shirt with the word thunder in serbian on it she was like you're such a thunder for doing this and then i joined bitcoin space and i for me it made total sense you know to go with thunder you know like lightning thunder i i thought it was hilarious well that is a fun story Thunder, well, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, it well, just basically started with a t-shirt. So I'm I, I I believe in destiny. I'm a big believer in destiny. So I we have that, you know, believe that the simple t-shirt changed my life. I'll say uh, oh, my son's almost one, and uh, being able to 
become that thunder uh, four months into uh, having a child. That is highly commendable. Um, very, very commendable. Um, that courage and that uh, ability to just uh, take on that uh, is, I just got a lot of appreciation for that. Thank you. I think it was, I was inspired, honestly. You know, after becoming a mom, I was like, I really need to do what I want to do and, you know, in space, I want to do it. So I think I was just really inspired. Do you think some of it comes down to actually becoming a parent and all of a sudden your your your, your time preference becomes uh, theirs in a way? Um, yes and no. I think children inspire us. And I do have those conversations a lot with my friends. I always tell them, like, you'll see when the baby comes of course, you know, you dedicate your time to them, like your entire world becomes your child, like that's natural. And that's the way it should be. But on the other hand, they, they inspire you and they give you the strength to follow your dreams, because you want to tell them one day, like, you know, go follow your dreams, like mommy and daddy did that. So like, you should be able to do that as well. You want to set a good example. So I think honestly, I was just inspired. I rushed, I did rush. I, I'm not gonna say I didn't. But I was just really inspired. And Thunder, you talked about so first you had so that was your first child, right? And and then you became a Bitcoiner, is that right? Oh no, 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 no. So um, I have a bachelor degree in economy and finance, and my first year of university was back in two thousand nine. And I remember, as it was yesterday, my professor. He was a professor of like stock markets of something like that. And he came to the class telling us like, guys, there's this new thing. It's called Bitcoin. And he started giving us all technical aspects of it. And we yawn like we were bored, right? Like I'm 19 at the time. I don't really care. He begged us to put like 50 bucks into into Bitcoin. We did not listen, uh, unfortunately. But that was my first uh, that was like first time I heard of Bitcoin. And for the next couple of years, I was so skeptic. I did not allow myself to learn about it. Like it was always somewhere in the air. Right. But like I was not so serious about it. So around 2017 is when I started learning. And in 2019, my boyfriend at the time, nowadays husband, we went on Bitcoin, we even sold our uh, life insurance policies, and like we we just put everything in. That's remarkable. But but what was it that uh, was there a particular moment or a series of events that led you to that realization from being a skeptic to be becoming a true believer? I don't know what to tell you. I think that living in Serbia, inflation here is crazy. And throughout the history, recent history, like 20, 30, 30 years ago, we had a lot of those uh, frosters promising people, you know, like invest money here, you're going to make money there. And when Bitcoin showed up, it kind of looked like that, you know, so like naturally I was I was sarcastic and, and skeptic about it. But as time went by and when you know, I started learning more and more about it. Um, I just realized that for economy, such as Serbian economy, Bitcoin would be the answer. And the more I learned, the more I, I, I fell for it. And 
it was not a specific moment. It was more like series of of different events happening here, you know, like locally and yeah. How 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 well is uh, Bitcoin perceived, and um, how how far along in adoption is it in Serbia? Oh, next question. <laughs> no, uh, people are very 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 skeptic. They still think it's a Ponzi scheme. So that's the level they're at. Ponzi scheme. Uh, uh, stadium i mean we are opening up slowly we do have a fairly you know fairly large community like there are people but um i don't think it's still at the level um it should be on but you uh if i may say so thunder there are some rock star developers oh uh, yeah we have and that prince right that serbian guy <laughs> as well <laughs> Yeah, we have a strong community. Like there are not many of us, but I think that we are a strong community. Still, if we we need a mass adoption around here, I really, truly, and honestly believe that Bitcoin is the answer for this economy. And that's uh, well, that's it's true for just just about any economy. Uh, oh, but wow. yeah, point taken, Thunder. So you got into so obviously you became a Bitcoin believer, but. Uh, and people know you as someone in the Bitcoin talent acquisition space. How did that transition happen from becoming a believer to be being someone who actually works in Bitcoin, right, and brings people into the fold? Destiny. Once again, destiny. Every second word I'm going to say probably on this show is going to be destiny, but no. Okay. Um, I was a recruiter before, so I worked in uh, software development um, industry as, as a recruiter. Then I worked in an airline business, not as a recruiter, but as a flight attendant, funnily enough. And then I converted again and I was a recruiter and a teacher and instructor and whatnot. And then I decided to go fully on recruiting because that was something that I did like for the last seven years, but it was never like 100% recruiting, right? It was like recruiting plus something else, plus something else. So. I decided to go um, fully into recruiting and I I hoped I would get job but in the space but like honestly I was not even sure if that's possible because at the time I thought that you know like software developers are the one that Bitcoin industry needs and I believe that uh, uh, nowadays 2024 but I I think that people still believe like you know only software engineers can get a job in the Bitcoin industry which is totally not true but what how i got into the industry was definitely a destiny so there we go we need we need to start a game take a shot every time thunder say we're destiny all right it's kind it's, of early uh, here. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's 2 30 uh, p.m on dry january right here thunder it's, it's well, 12 o'clock for me so uh maybe I'll i take am it your out. i am your excuse it's 8 30 p.m for me so i'm your excuse <laughs> if i was drinking during time yeah if i was drinking just because you're drinking every friday i'll be drunk by noon <laughs> so thunder that that brings us to three exciting exciting announcements that you have for for us today do you want to get I, started on those yes thank you um a lot has been going on for me it's a very very exciting start of the year 
Uh, so the first thing I wanted to share is that I've joined forces with Martel Fox and Layer 4 Talent Agency, and we are ready to take over the industry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's a big one. Then uh, second one is actually really exciting. So I'm writing these two ebooks for a Bitcoin community. Um, one is going to be for job seekers. So I want to tell you guys everything from an insider perspective, how to get a job into Bitcoin industry. And of course, there's no magic formula, right? Like I cannot guarantee, but I'm pretty sure I, I can help you out. And then the second book will be for companies because many companies on the market are startups, right? And they maybe don't know how to do hiring, what to do, you know? So I want to help them out as well. That's the second thing that's going on. And then the third one is also very, very, very exciting. Um, I have, I will have the great honor of speaking uh, during Madeira conference this March. So those are my top three. Another author, Avi. Yeah. Yes, and I, I was going to say we'll we'll have to get into those books uh, for the rest of the conversation, hopefully without giving too many spoilers there, Thunder. But uh, do you know what you're going to be speaking about in Madeira? I still don't know. Probably a little bit about hiring, a little bit about the books. You know, I still don't know, but we'll see. Talent acquisition, most likely. That's great. So, have you? So, you you've started working already with with Martel Fox at, on at Layer Four Talent, or yes. is that something that's in progress? Great. So, what what is good? What, what do you think is going to be your immediate focus um, as your uh, as you're starting that off? Bringing top talent. <laughs> that was what, a quick what, one. <laughs> <laughs> what and what does what is the the sort of de de talent demand and supply situation look like right now for Bitcoin jobs? I know we, you you already talked to Martel a little bit about this during the, the during her show, but um, Bitcoin job market is a little challenging. I would say, but not differently than than you know fiat job market. So after COVID, everything was shaken, and you know Bitcoin job market is not any different. Uh, so yes, we're facing a larger number of applicants than jobs available, but that gives that sweet spot to companies to only pick the top talent. Now with the recent events, um, that's the only thing that excites me around these, you know, latest events around Bitcoin is that hopefully we will see more companies on the market, and you know that instantly means more jobs and more people, more true Bitcoiners getting 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 into the space. So right now, I would say there is a decrease in jobs, job posts, and maybe legal finance marketing of, of course software de development is always there but you know some other departments are opening up which is like really really cool to see but at the same time there is a decrease in job uh, openings and um, maybe customer support and you know like some other departments so it's always fun to watch um the market because it changes all the time like a few months ago there was this huge uh, need for customer support roles. And nowadays, like you can find maybe one or two 
uh, job posts for, for those roles. So it's really fun to watch the market and how it moves. You know, one of the things uh, I, I've thought about, and you can correct me if this mental model is wrong, uh, is that, well, th there is no yield in Bitcoin, right? It's it's an on, it, especially if a company is doing things the right way. It's, you know, it's, it's an honest uh, proof of work kind of setup. And I contrast that with crypto jobs where you have VCs pumping money because they get into this pump and dump dynamics with whatever token the the crypto company is going to create, right? So that's why there's a lot more money and therefore better paying jobs, at least in the short run, right? With a lot of these crypto companies, whereas with Bitcoin companies, it's, I mean, there is no yield in Bitcoin, right? It's just good, honest work. Is it true? Uh, so I guess it's a two-part question here, Thunder. Is, is that true that uh, Bitcoin salaries typically are not as competitive, if you will, as uh, some of these crypto companies? And the other being, because the demand is so much higher, as you said, than the supply of jobs, is that putting a downward pressure, further downward pressure on salaries? Um, yes. The, to answer the first part of your questions, uh, question, I would say yes. I think the Bitcoin salaries are maybe a tiny lower, tiny bit lower than, than the crypto space. But I am not too worried about that because those crypto companies will not last. And I think people don't join you're like you don't join crypto company because you believe in it you join it because you know somebody offered you a large amount of money and you know it's a cool thing it's a mainstream thing so like you're in it just so you can put it on your cv like you know oh i worked in a crypto space uh okay congratulations uh, so yeah i think it's a tiny like there there is a tiny difference between the salaries but nothing that people should be worried about i think the bitcoin salaries are up to market standards and the crypto salaries are the ones that are not maybe real you know really representative i don't think those those numbers are real because i i think they just go like pump and dump like you know they just open a startup and if it works, if it works, if it not, we're just going to shut it down and we don't care. So they are pumping the money. It's, it's not real. Like nothing that people, nothing that true Bitcoiners should be worried about. The salaries are up to market standards. But yes, there is a difference between crypto and, and Bitcoin. Um, as for the another part of your second part of your question, I'm not sure. I think that as, as I already mentioned, I think the companies are in a sweet position. The startups are in a very sweet position of, you know, picking the top talent. But even if, if that process is not done correctly, or if your sourcing strategy is not done correctly, the startup will not be able to choose the top talent even if they are like Bitcoin only company. And yes, we know there are many Bitcoiners who want to get into the space. So uh, uh, there are, there are, there's no black and white in Bitcoin and Bitcoin job industry. And that's honestly my favorite part of it. There are, that's a beautiful confusion. And have you seen any shifts in the last few months? Uh, right, because there's certainly a sentiment shift that we okay we finally seems like we're beginning a bull market ha, has that translated into even more demand for jobs have you seen that thunder 
maybe in the last like mid December that I noticed a uh, few companies went into a hyper growth phase. Uh, it's we're slowly getting there. I honestly expect it around March, like mid March. I expect um, a bigger demand in in you know new new workforce. You know, Avi, if I was a Bitcoin company, uh, and I think the strongest hires would be at the bottom of the barrel of the uh, the bear market. You know what I mean? When they're, that's the strongest convicted, they're uh, they're still they're they're still there no matter what type of thing. The ethos is strong. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But but there is another very very interesting fact when we talk about Bitcoin companies and Bitcoin only jobs is that not only Bitcoiners apply, and this is why I want to put the guide out. I want to put that ebook out because I want to see true Bitcoiners working in Bitcoin only companies, right? And a lot of people actually apply because it's cool to have it on your resume it's just another job that you're going to do for a year or two just to gain some experience and you can move on and sometimes it's not a situation that's favorable to true bitcoiners and that's exactly the reason why i put want to put the guide out and help true bitcoiners you know put that foot on the front door you know just like stand out from the crowd it's Bitcoin only jobs are not reserved for Bitcoiners only. That's a fact. Yeah, when you when you when you someone sends you a resume, are you vetting them a little bit? Do you check out their socials and see that they're uh, they're all about their NFTs and uh, maybe there's a little uh, residue of shitcoinery going on there? I'm smiling so bad, right? Yes, of course I do. Of course I do. <laughs> I think there are a few Bitcoin only recruiters in the community right now. Uh, but I think we will do that. I just I, I try to put myself in your role and uh, you kind of you kind of look. I mean, you could see and you might even see kind of the transformation because there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of plebs in the community that uh, they had their own path and they 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 went through that life's plinko of uh, shitcoin to uh, to the Bitcoin golden road um, or orange brick road. Uh, so it's something where you can kind of put yourself in their shoes and say, okay, I can see where they they, they finally got it. Um, and you like to see that maybe hopefully uh, put a little distance behind the uh, shitcoinery when they're when they're looking to be uh, hired. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I need to separate like these people into two different baskets. So one of them, uh, the, the first basket would be the people who uh, went through their puberty phase. Like I, I want to call that puberty phase. It's like you know, when you're 17, 18, and you think the sky's the limit, like you are the smartest person in the world, you know everything, like everybody else are stupid, are stupid, you are the smartest one. So to me, that's the shit queenery face. Like you just investigate, you explore, you you go around, you see what's on the market, like that's, that's totally fine. And then you learn more about Bitcoin and you go all on Bitcoin. Like that's totally fine. I suppose that i cherish those people like come on like we can't say that all of us are like totally we're totally in bitcoin since day one like i investigated other cryptos like i wanted to know what is the thing that you know that's what's different between bitcoin and everything else like you need to learn it's it's a growing and learning phase 
But then there is a, a second basket with people who are like, oh my God, I love Bitcoin. I love Ethereum. I have NFTs. Like I'm totally down for it. It's like, oh, you don't get it. You're still not there. So I would separate those two, definitely. Yeah, because ultimately, I mean, with all those distractions and, and empowering those distractions, you're, you're, you're taken away from uh, the common goal of, of, of Bitcoin adoption, uh, Bitcoin, not crypto, um, all those things. Uh, it, it's it's kind of if you dabble in that, you're, 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 you're actually hurting every company you're trying to be hired for. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's an interesting aspect of of, of this type of uh, thing. Essentially, you're 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 with the competitor um, at the same time as you're trying to uh, be hired for a role um, in your in the primary uh, primary. So, anything else on uh, on this topic, uh, Avi? No, I was thinking we could well we can circle back to some of these things as the conversation progresses. But I thought this is a good point to switch tracks and talk a little bit about Nostra Thunder. Uh, how did you find it? How what what brought you into Nostra? What's your experience been like so far? I heard of Nostra probably the day it was announced uh, because you know of the teammates and and people I work with and just the fact that I'm in the space, but. I did not create my Noster right away. It took me like two, three months. I thought I was too stupid to do it. And I remember begging my husband, like, can you do it for me? And he, as any other husband, was like, yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then, you know, four months later, uh, I decided to do it myself. So I was so proud. I honestly was so proud when I was able to set everything up and it worked. So I wish I was more active on Oster. I don't want to promise here that I'm going to be more active on Oster because, you know, if I give that promise now, I'll have to. Yes, you will be more Yeah, every guest Oster. always promises. Come I'm on, we sorry. need to promise. No, I don't want to promise. No, no, no. Tannel, stop sending me those hundreds. Let, yeah, guys, don't give me support. I don't want to promise that. But Marseille Wait, is I'm gonna, not giving you support. I'm, I'm forcing I'm going to edit yeah, this out. Gonna just, it's going to just say, I promise. <laughs> She doesn't have an option. She's doing it. Yeah. That's it. There we go. <laughs> it was in order. So, okay. Yeah. So March 24th was your, uh, your first post. So, or your first note. Oh, um, you so. found it. Are you okay? Well, it's on you the header it. of, uh, it, uh, of a few, whether Noster.band or, um, primal, it says, uh, join a join date. You're basically your birth date. Oh, well, happy birthday to me. Yeah, so um, <laughs> welcome. And I think, honestly, um, when we talk about uh, talent acquisition um, and Bitcoin plebs, uh, I, I find, I personally think, a lot of the more hardcore uh, Bitcoin plebs tend to resonate more in the Nostra community, um, where the kind of boisterous rocket uh, number go up style uh, tend to resonate in the dead bird app community. So uh, it is something I think would be more of a hotbed uh, for, for, for the troop psychopaths. Agreed. Yes. It's like totally two different communities on that bird and, and Nostar. I mean, it's, I feel it's like the same people with two different personalities. Like what is going on with that? That's Avi. He's got a blue check on the other side. Well, I, I will say Nostra does bring out the best uh, in you, 
by most people that you see. And then Twitter, I, I don't know if it's because of the algorithm constantly feeding you outrage and and anger, uh, but it, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't bring out the best in people. And the lack of uh, uh, delete and edit uh, really makes you think twice when you're, uh, you know, putting your thoughts together on the Noster side. Yeah, that too. So, Thunder, do you think Noster can become sort of a, a LinkedIn type venue for uh, Bitcoiners looking for jobs? That would be so awesome. Because nowadays, uh, you know, Bitcoiners, just like any other fiat people, have to use LinkedIn. And, you know, having a space for us where we could just, you know, source and do our thing and apply for jobs would be so awesome. I'm going to just make a prediction that it'll happen, Avi. Um, I'm sure there'll be a LinkedIn stir uh, coming around, the, <laughs> if there's not already. Well, here's a call to arms to all the plebs listening to the recording and, and in the audience here. LinkedIn stir awaits. No bounties out there yet, but it will be nice. Got to throw that stir at the end just for Fiat Joff. There, there is a job board from, from Noster, but it... I don't feel like it's very popular. Unfortunately. Yeah, we, there I is. think we talked about we did talk about it during the uh, the Fox uh, episode, obviously. Yeah, it's created by it Jeff is, G. That's, is is that ostrich dot work? That's that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, he he will be working more on it as well. <laughs> is that a promise? That's a that's a demand. Oh, okay, another demand. Oh wow. I woke up bossy today. Well, Marseille will, will find say, you because she's at every event. That was cute. Yeah, I will. The thing is that she has to. She has to go to the events. I need her to go. <laughs> That's the tricky part. Yeah. So, so Thunder, here's the thing: the first Bitcoiner you recruit and and successfully land with a job through Nostra. I think you, you need to make a, a big fuss and fanfare about that and let everyone know. Okay, now that's a promise I, I want to give. That's <laughs> awesome. I have a few people from community that I want to see hired so badly. And uh, when that happens, and especially if it happens through Nostra, that's going to be a celebration. We're going to create a conference just, you know, for, for that, not a conference per se, but like a meetup. We need to create a meetup and, you know, throw up a, a large party when that happens. Yes, no more conferences, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get back to uh, the, uh, I guess, the jobs and talent topic, Thunder. And, you know, you raised a point earlier, which is a lot of people seem to think that most of the Bitcoin jobs out there are in software development. But if you had to, I guess, give a high level breakdown of the different job types that are that tend to be available in the Bitcoin space today. How, how would you say that those breakdown would it be something like 50% dev and you know, 20% marketing or, or whatever the, the breakdown is? Do you, do you have a sense of that? Uh, okay, let's see. So probably 35 to 40% would be devs. Then Compliance is a strong one too. Maybe 10-ish percent, oh less, maybe like seven or eight percent for compliance. Business development uh has becoming very popular, which which 
excites me because, you know it means that companies are growing and that's that's really cool to to see that goes maybe like another six or seven percent now i have no idea at what percentage we are at the moment somebody update me but okay it doesn't matter we're um, around 60 ish <laughs> <laughs> thank you abby i thought you were not listening i was hoping you're not following okay uh the next one would probably be finance you know accounting people accountants that's another six or seven percent like everything else is around 10 ish percent uh, software developers still take the majority of of the job where everything else goes to like maybe 10 ish percent but like it's good it's good companies are opening up uh as mentioned business development is becoming big marketing social media finance analysts data so it's it's really really cool to see how it develops and when in the software development piece would you include product management into that or would you no 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 no. i would break no i would separate products from from software development like product managers you know as role and like just in general like product people i would i would separate them from from software development when i say software development i mean like literally just devs just devs. I yep. feel like the most vocal that I see, Avi, is like the um, uh, accountant. I see that posting uh, here and there. Is is that something that, I mean, clearly it, it's going to be uh, country specific uh, to those kind of accounting laws. Is, is that something that's a little tougher to navigate? I think so. I think so. But good thing is um majority of bitcoin only companies are global so you know when you hire you hire globally and they abide to the laws of their headquarters like laws of the country where their headquarters is so i mm-hmm. yeah but we do hire globally for basically every role So Thunder, what advice would you have for someone early in their career, right? Who's they become Bitcoiners, they found Bitcoin and and they want to work in it, right? Work in work in the industry. What advice would you have uh, for someone like that? Contributions, contribute and networking. I think those are the biggest takeaways. So um, contributing to community is first of all, very exciting and it's very good. It makes you feel like you are part of something bigger than yourself and it's really good. But it's also a large stepping stone of getting your first Bitcoin only job. So contributions for devs, it would mean open source projects. Uh, For everybody else, it's just network and talk to your community. Ask them where they need an extra pair of hands. Look for those projects. Look for for everything that's going on and apply your knowledge into these projects. So it goes both. It goes the same way for devs and for, you know, let's, let's say operation people. It goes the same way, contributions, 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 and networking naturally. Like the network can do wonders. And Bitcoin community is one of a kind with with that. So are you saying, Thunder, that someone early in their career should volunteer some of their time to these contributions with the goal of building a resume, right? That will then help them land a full-time role. Is, is that, am I understanding that right? 
That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, it's it, I tackle that part in in the guide. Um, sometimes your passion, your drive, and your willingness to learn and understand will substitute for the lack of you know those years of experience people sometimes talk about. And not just that this person can be as good as anyone else, they can outperform someone with, I don't know, five years of experience just because they are hungry and they are so willing to work hard and prove themselves. I think it's an important uh, note that when you do get involved, um, whether it's locally or uh, through Nostra in the community um, or different other avenues, you really start to find things about yourself, how you, how you, where your strengths are, where you connect. Um, and, and then you almost find what you, you know, that, that kind of enriches what you love and maybe the avenue you want to attack when it comes to uh, uh, getting into Bitcoin. Um, you know, being that there's so many different avenues to, 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 to job hunt, um, it is something that I think getting involved, um, I, I call it uh, break out of your bunker, uh, really kind of just teaches you a lot of the things you would never have even known unless you took those first steps. Exactly. Yeah. And Thunder, that's and that you know that sounds like really sound advice for someone very early in their career, right? Maybe they've just finished high school, uh, and and they're ready to do this, or or they've just finished undergrad and you know they're in their early twenties, and they're ready to take the sleep. What about the scenario in which someone who's a little more well established in their fiat career, right? But they're they're bitcoiners, they have a family, they have a mortgage, right? They have bills to pay. And and their fiat job and, and the fiat salary is is what helps them sustain that, right? Just take care of their family. But they, I mean, this goes back to that ex sense of existential angst that uh, that some Bitcoiners feel about being part of the fiat world, right? That that bug is has bitten them, and they want to move um, into the, into full time into the Bitcoin space. Uh, but at the same time, they have responsibilities, right? What What would your advice be to someone who's in that position? I think it's very similar, but also very different at the same time, if it makes any sense for both of these categories. So if you are just like fresh out of the school, you know, maybe you moved out from your family. Maybe you live alone. Like maybe you also have bills to pay and, you know, okay, maybe not a family to, to feed, but, you know, bills to pay. So I think it's like, the same we can draw a line there uh, uh in both categories but i think that people who are already established in their careers maybe at one hand they have it easy like you're already established like you have a lot of experience that you can apply you can get up from the day one you go up and run like nobody needs to hold your hand you know what you're doing but at the same time, it's very, very challenging because the same advice applies here. You still need to contribute. You still need to have a network. That takes time. I know conferences are the best way to network. Absolutely. But conferencing is not cheap. Not everyone can do that. Conferencing also takes a lot of time. You know, if you have a family, young children, you will not be able to do it. And it makes total sense. So you need to find a way to network, to connect with people. Luckily, we have 
plenty of other ways to do it besides conferencing. And you also need to contribute. You want to contribute to the community any way possible. Now, with a full-time job, with young children, with family to feed, that's very, very, very challenging. And I understand because where do you get the time to do it, right? Like, it's it's very challenging, but I think the same thing applies. Um, networking and contribution, like, it all comes down to those two. Oh, and, and we something, did touch something very, very unpopular, but mm -hmm. I think that when you apply for a job, like, when you go to the website on a like certain company and you want to apply for a certain role, I think as a Bitcoin recruiter that cover letters are the thing. I know it's an it's unpopular thing to say. I know I could get a lot of hate for saying that, but like cover letters are very important. So that's like that that would be my number three. Well, you know, if you are a passionate Bitcoin now. And, and you really do want to make make the switch. I don't think it's that much of a, an ask to say, hey, just write a letter and, and tell us why you're doing this, right? Don't just send your resume. I think it, it's a completely reasonable ask in that scenario. I think it is because as I mentioned earlier, not just Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoiners apply. Like sometimes if there are no Bitcoin, there's no Bitcoin experience and nothing is listed in, in the resume, how can we tell who's a bitcoiner and who's not you right? know i wasn't a bitcoiner when i got hired for my first job bitcoin job like the job made me a bitcoiner but the person that hired me said something like you just had the right personality traits in your cv and in your cover letter so that's something and that's beautiful we i always talk about that like not every bitcoiner is a good cultural fit for any company like different companies have different cultures and being a bitcoiner is a plus absolutely but it's not the only requirement that the company is going to look at right so yeah you tick one box great but there are other things at the same time there is a group of people who are not bitcoiners they are curious by nature they want to learn they are they have those perfect personalities and they will fit the team wonderfully so yes then companies do hire them and make them a bitcoiner so that's also very nice yeah well that, that's that's actually a really good point that uh, both you and marseille raised which is uh it's this is a, a bitcoin job is a way of bringing someone with with the right attitude and skill set and then converting them into bitcoiners as well so yep. there is something to be said there but but Thunder, just going back to the previous point about someone with you know who's already established in their career and we earlier we touched upon the salary comparisons right but so from your experience is are the salaries comparable to let's say someone works at a bank, right? They're in middle management at a bank. They, you know, they're about 15, 20 years into their career. Reasonably well established. Again, just going back to my example, family, mortgage, and all of that. Will they be able to find, assuming that they are a good fit, and uh, an equivalent or comparable salary in the Bitcoin world? I think it depends from company to company, honestly. Uh, 90%, yes. But those 10%, we need to, you know, think about maybe like super early stage startup that just raised funds and they, you know, maybe cannot afford you. But 
companies who are not in such an early stage, probably yes, they can afford you. It's a legit question and it's a legit concern. And I honestly understand that. And I, I have a major respect for people who decide to leave their comfy jobs, fiat jobs, to join the space when they are in this situation, you know, having a mortgage, having a, a family, having children, like that's a very, very bold move. And I respect that tremendously. Um, sometimes people would even take a cut, but listen, companies are not stupid. Like they know what kind of talent they're bringing in. They can tell how experienced someone is and how big of a change and impact that person will have on a company and everybody are willing to pay that. Well, that's good to hear, Thunder. Are you and inspired, guess... Avi? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about I that. I might buy you a um, Thunder shirt uh, if you make that leap. <laughs> we are throwing a party once Avi comes on the side. Work-wise. I am... I'm releasing Thunder shirts. That's what I'm doing. We should do. Actually, we home. should. We should create some, maybe. I no, no, no. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> you're on it. Okay. <laughs> yes, Tano, you're on it. Yes, Tano, you're on it. <laughs> oh, poor soul. Come on, stop putting more work onto him. So, for folks listening uh, to the recording, uh, we're making fun of folks in uh, in the live audience good friends of ours in the live audience. Um, so, uh, Thunder, I guess last question then. We've talked a lot about Bitcoin. We've talked about Nostra. What are your interests outside of our, 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 this crazy ATIQ pleb world that we live in? That's a tough question. Oh, my God. Um, I, I have to say, Thunder <laughs> is the coolest person on earth. Thank you. But still, like, what is my interest? You know, it's having a Bitcoin job is very cool because your biggest interest is now actually your job. And that's very, very, very cool thing to have in your life, to experience in your life. So, like, working is not really working. Like, you, you do a job that does not feel like a job. And that's, that's very cool. But beside work, um, I'm a mom. So yeah, that I don't even mention that because like that's my primary thing. Work is like second or third, but like my family comes number one, of course. So, you know, having a toddler and a dog and a family and a full-time job, it does not really leave you much room for, for interest, but I do like to run every now and then. Um, I do trail runs. I wanted to do the marathon, but I realized I'm just... Like, that's boring. I don't want to do that. So instead, I go to mountains and I run through mountains. And what about, I, I noticed a few of your notes were sports. Oh, you want to talk about it now? Okay, bring it on. <laughs> I have to know what, uh, who's the better athlete? Uh, Jokic, the Joker, or uh, Novak Djokovic? Uh, easy, Novak. What is it like? Thirty-five Grand Slam, something like that. I does anybody keep keep that down anymore? It's it's in the it's twenty-five, twenty-six. I think he's a couple ahead of Nadal. 
Um, I th the thing is, we have so many popular athletes that when you ask me about like, we do take a lot of other criteria uh, in count. Like, it's not just about your sports achievements. It's like about your personal achievements. Like, how good of a person are you? What do you do outside of your sport? How do you behave with your, you know, with your people? And how do you represent your country in the world? So when we talk about that, Novak is number one, and nobody can come close to him with that. Yeah, he definitely stood on his principles, uh, especially through the COVID years, which is highly commendable. Yeah, respect. Yeah, I will I will say, Tanda, uh, I became a huge Djokovic fan right after that happened. And until then, <laughs> at, at, at the risk of incurring your wrath, <clears throat> I used to be a, a diehard Federer fan. <sighs> Not so much Djokovic, but now I am. Well, that's good to hear. And then again, you, let's not forget, you asked me, what sport? Just an hour ago. <laughs> yes, go ahead, Tanda. I, so, all right, but, but maybe for the audience listening and uh, live and to the recording, uh, before we started recording, I made the faux pas of saying, what sport does Serbia play other than soccer or football, as, uh, as it's called out there? And... Uh, uh, let, needless to say, Thunder was not very happy with that question. So, Thunder, I'll let you relive that moment of anger again. I don't. We are live. Uh, this will be recorded. My family members uh, want to listen to this, and I will need to send them the link. So, I want to be polite, you know, and keep my manners. But you kind of broke my heart, and we will talk about this after people leave. <laughs> the most famous sentence of every Balkan mother is we will talk after the guests go home. She's going to oh, find you in Van Avi. She's going to find you. <laughs> so for Madeira, should I uh, make sure that you guys are not one after the other on the stage just to protect uh, you, Avi? I'll, 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 I'll travel with my security detail. Okay. Okay. That's I love good. Bobby. I'm gonna forget about this until Madeira, so he'll be safe. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just saying. I need to keep my speakers alive. <laughs> Any anything else you want to talk about, Thunder? On I mean, yeah, it's fine. We could talk about sports or any other activities outside of Bitcoin uh, and Nostra that uh, that you're involved in. Um. Wow, I need a new hobby. Oh, I'm learning Spanish. Marce is, is sometimes texting me in Spanish and, you know, she's doing me a, a, a bazinga. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to learn Spanish. It goes very, very poorly. I'm not so good at it, but I'm trying. But what I really wanted... She's really good. And you know what else she does? She knows how to use all the in Spanish uh, stickers. Yeah, that's a, talent. <laughs> that's a skill. But what I really wanted to, to, to do today is just to try and inspire people, inspire Bitcoiners, listeners. Just um, we always talk about, you know, Bitcoin does not need you. You need Bitcoin. That's true. But Bitcoin industry needs us. And that's the bottom line. Like, don't give up. I know it's so stressful getting your first Bitcoin job. I know it's so hard. It's challenging. 
it requires talking to a lot of people, networking, working for free and everything, but it's, it's very, very worth it. Like we want to have that mass adoption. We want to have that. We want to be on the right side of the history and we need to do this. So I, I just wanted to, to provide my support to everyone, maybe in doubt if they're ever going to get their first, their first Bitcoin job or, you know, if it's worth it, it's totally worth it. Just don't give up. Your time will come and us recruiters will be here to totally support you and guide you through that process. Well said, Tanda. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and enlighten us in this wide-ranging conversation, mostly about Bitcoin jobs, but also educating me, schooling me, I should say, about Serbian sports. Um, uh, so thank you. And best of luck in your three new ventures that you announced. 